Guys, save it. Uh, okay. Um, Elliot. Gary. Do you know what? You know why I told you guys to save it? Uh, no. Because it's time to save it. For? It's time to do that thing we do third best of anything else we do. So that means I should start it. Yeah. Start the show. In three, seven, eight. Ladies and gentlemen, children from around the world, welcome to another episode of Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. I am your host, Elliot Blake. Sitting across from me is my equa host, Gary Anthony Williams. Oh, I feel so good to be equa. We are so equa. I had read a horoscope that said this year, Gary, it said it's a very personal horoscope. Yeah. This year, Gary, things won't work out for you. But when I heard you say equa, I knew it was going to be all right. Well, does that mean that you're bringing me down with you? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, we're okay. both getting, it's like we're both wearing flowy skirts. Yeah. And someone is just pumping up warm air because heat rises. Yes. Yeah. Warm air under our skirts and we're just floating like the new Mary Poppins. I love that. And you know what? It feels well, feels good on my unders. Uh. I want to introduce our guest. I wish you would. I won't do it until you tell these people what's happening. Well, here's what's happening. Okay. Is that, well, this is the part where you normally tell them what's happening. Oh, is happening. it my turn? Yeah, you tell you tell them. You tell it much better than would I do. Would you say tag then? I'm used to people right. saying tag. Tag. Oh, yeah, I'm it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome like he just said. You know, here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to cut the fat, as uh, my father used to say. Mm, yeah. Cut the fat and get straight to the pork. <laughs> uh, and good thing I mentioned pork because this next this guy we have today, I say next guy because we've had a line of fifty eight other men in here before he ever entered. This guy is the pork on your pork bellied sandwich. He is the, as you say, the tap on the bottom of your uh, tap shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the um. What's another analogy? The je ne sais quoi. He's the je ne sais quoi on your... Uh, uh, je ne sais quoi? On your je ne sais quoi. Ladies and gentlemen, America's throat, Phil Lamar. Phil, right. welcome. <laughs> oh, Phil. Is, is there really any show left after all that? Phil? No, not really. No. Thank you for coming. Yeah. yeah. Where, can we, people, where can people find you? On, oh, wait, no, I'll save that. Save that for the end. We haven't even started. Wait, are we... Are we yeah. still saving it? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Gary told me to save it. I said save it because you two were going into some really interesting uh, discussions. Mm-hmm. And I did not want that to be lost in the ethers of my room here. I want There's the a lot American... of ether in here. Oh, my God. There's nothing. <laughs> we're going to pass out soon. But you know what? Not in a Cosby way. This is the good kind of ether. You know what I'm saying? I do. Oh, yes. yes. This is the good kind of ether. I should have this... used the absinthe. Nobody yeah. can spell absinthe. They can't testify what they cannot spell. Oh, see? See, that's why. Now you've, your entire audience has just turned off. No, they're not. Okay. No, they, no, they love it. If they yeah. are, then we don't want an audience. Uh, do you think really that he could have gone absent instead? And literally because they can't spell it? I don't. I do not think. I don't. Ignorance is no excuse from the law. Okay. Mm. Even uh, the ignorance of your victims. Okay. True, true. Phil, I, I got to say it's a pleasure. Uh, you when, have to, because I have when, a gun to your head. I got to say it. And, I, and, and the gun that on the bottom says, say it's a pleasure. Uh, it, I it's, am, I'm it's reading contractual, the, really. I'm reading the gun. I have signed the contract. Mm. 
I am in. Uh, first of all, we're going to chit. Mm-hmm. Immediately followed by a chat. Ah. Elliot's going to make you the drink of three lifetimes. Yeah. Like if you if you were living, you got hit by something. I mm-hmm. I assume one of those new scooters that's on the streets. Right. You came back. Hey, I'm now living two lives. So you think there's a man with a gun that ah. says the whatever on the bottom. Shaboom. Bam. I'm dead. I'm back. It's my third life. And in that time, Elliot has made you the drink that capsulizes. Can I use that word? Uh, you, you can encapsulates. It, sure. Okay. The joy of your life. Mm, wow. Now, when we ask you about what kind of drink you wanted, what happened, Elliot? Well, I, well, first of all, you're, you're not a, you're not much of a drinker, uh, and so do or not do not drink at all. So no, uh, he means literally doesn't drink. At all. Not any at any all. liquid I take only through my out, outer skin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like osmosis? Yeah. That's okay. Right. Well, the, well, then. See the patches that he has on him now? Oh, is that, those I, are I, didn't water realize, patches. I didn't realize that was what those were yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, whatever yeah. whatever this amazing drink is, you're going to have to put it into like a, a small uh, kitty tub. Okay. Yeah. Well, and we've gonna, got one. And I'm going to roll around in it. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, so, I, I, had a, uh, I have a drink in my, uh, in my new book. Uh, called uh, the good uh, called uh, the new book is called Great 100 Cocktails, and uh, there is a non-alcoholic cocktail in there oh. called the Good Kind of Turbulence, which I made for a friend of mine who also does not drink. And uh, and it, this is a delicious drink; it's so refreshing, and it has coconut water in it. And so when we uh, had a, had a little text exchange the other day, just asking, with I Phil said Lamar? with Phil Lamar, and I said, "Do you how do you feel about these ingredients?" And you said that you would rather slit your own throat than drink coconut, coconut water. water. Yeah. And so I <laughs> took that to mean, okay, I guess no coconut water. And, <laughs> or I just and, shouldn't tell him right. about the coconut water. Yeah, and, uh, right, exactly. Now, well, I, I, I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to leave the coconut water out of this drink, <gasps> and I'm going to substitute something else in there. And so, is it, is it human saliva? Because oh. to me, that's basically the same as coconut water. <laughs> we have a I, lot to been, get into. We, <laughs> no, finish this because yeah. I got to find out about uh, the saliva. All right, situation. so so I'm gonna make. I'm just gonna get right into what the drink is. <laughs> okay, and then I'm gonna get to making it because it's gonna be very refreshing. And it's called and the good. It's good, good, called the good, good kind, kind of, turbulence. of turbulence. Okay, and the reason it's called this is because uh, the the friend that we uh, that I made it for, Bettina, she is a uh, she she writes. Uh, for or she used to be right for an aviation magazine. And she's oh, I an aviation flight buff. attendant. So no, she so she's she uh, you know so it seemed like a, seemed like a good name. So sure. she you know and and it's a shaken drink. Is so there a good, is there a good kind of turbulence? Only in this only, only when you're when only, you're when, only when you're shaking a drink. So uh, so this drink is uh, rather than coconut water. Uh, I'm using some mint tea. Ah. Uh, as a base, and it's got some uh, fresh mint in it. It's got some limes mm-hmm. that are going to get just crushed up. Oh, yeah. uh, and is there uh, another and, word for that? Is just crushed up. Uh, I'm going to muddle it. Oh, you're going to. I'm going to muddle. I'm going to muddle these limes, and it's got some ginger beer mm. on ice. Okay. It's going to be very refreshing. No real Call beer drink. in there. No real beer. Ginger beer. Okay. So yeah, un- alcohol free, uh, and it's it's like a little spicier ginger ale. Oh. So. Um, and it's delicious stuff. And so, what's great about this drink is that this is, you know, a lot of drinks you gotta you shake them up and then you gotta strain them and then you know because you, you know you want it to be really perfect. This drink is, is based, imperfect. Is imperfect <laughs> yeah. on, pers- uh, in, on, on purpose. Oh. It's kind of based on on a on a uh, drink called a caipir inha. I think I'm selling it, saying it right, which is a Brazilian drink. I think. Uh- and yeah, yeah. and uh, and where everything gets shaken together and just dumped unstrained into your glass, uh-huh. and that's what we're gonna do uh, with this one. Good luck. So, you are go. you gonna start making that drink now? 
I'm going to do it right now. <sighs> While you're doing that, I'm going to open up the chitting, and I'm going to open up the chatting. I wish you would. Philomar, you don't know this. Oh, you may know this. Uh, I knew you long before you knew me. Really? I used to watch you. I, I watched you at first on Mad TV. I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, so is you, that you mean you knew my, my TV persona? No, no, I knew Not you. Not the real me. You would come into my room and talk to me, and you do, <laughs> you do skits for me. Like Walter Cronkite. Yes. Uh, was that your first big situation? Was it mad, or did I should I have known you before then? Um, no, that was the, the first broad exposure. I mean, I did a lot of uh, sitcom guest stars, Yeah, but that's not the sort of thing that uh, people noticed like, back in the day, like, pre, pre-internet. No, on, on the back in the day, pre-internet, what, what, what sitcoms was it that you were... Um, what did I do? Uh, By the way, I've known you a long time for real, for real. Right. And I've literally never asked you any of this. I have, <laughs> I have no, I have, I, I realize I just know you peripherally as a friend. I've never asked you any personal questions about right. your business. Business stuff. Uh, that's funny because I have asked you. Yeah. Stuff. I refuse to answer, but you've asked me. But I keep asking. Um, well, no, I did uh, guest spots on Murphy Brown. Wings. Anybody remember Wings? Oh my God, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember Everybody that. remembers From the wing. producers of Cheers. Well, one of the producers of Cheers. From the least rich producer of Cheers. Uh, uh, so this turbulence drink is actually perfect for your uh, Exactly. It's part of the Wings reunion. Yes. Hey, From, I bumped your mic when you said that. It's part of the Wings reunion. I'll bump it again. It's part of the Wings reunion. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yes, I had one line. On Wings? To do, Thomas Hayden Church. Do you remember it? Uh, nope. Oh, good. Because it was it was like one of these long technical lines. Because I was supposed to be the rival mechanic oh, who was wow. taking his place. Wow. Um, what else? Uh, the Murphy Brown um, wings. Uh, but it was all like one one on one offers. Yeah. And then you're in. Yeah. And out Except of it. for the one thing I did prior to Mad TV uh, for Fox was the George Carlin show. Where I was, oh really? I was a recurring. With uh, on the on the George Carlin. I mean, show. George Carlin is. Oh yeah, he is a god. Yeah, and was it was it, it godlike to work with him? It was what, amazing. How? It was absolutely amazing. Although it was it was a really interesting circumstance because now this was before he died. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Um, and because uh, the producer, the guy shepherding the program with George, was Sam Simon, mm-hmm. uh, co-creator of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. who wow was crazy. Oh. And everybody knew it. He got better later. Wow, yeah. And then died. Um, so everybody you you work with, yeah. everybody dies? Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. Because okay. I also did a pilot with Carol Burnett. She's alive. Still very much There's alive. There's your proof right there. She's going to be at Sketchfest. Yay, we'll wow. see her. I hope. Uh, so you did that Carlin show. Uh-huh. And was it a character-driven show for you? Like, were you playing? Uh, no. No. I was the black guy. Oh, you you were. Have you been the black guy in a lot of things? Very, very rarely. Wow. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I'm, but it's it's rare that I've been j- just the black guy. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, others of you. No, 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 no. I've I've been the other black guy. Right. I've been the, but I was always the black something. On, uh-huh. on this show, I was a character named Bob Brown who had no distinguishing characteristics except that they he, when they showed. George's building, the stoop in front of George's building. Brown. They wanted to make it look like 
We're in the part of New York where a black dude might also live in a building wow. with a white dude. Wow. That's that's where George is. And you George ain't rich. Yeah. Because uh -uh. <laughs> there's a black dude who there's lives in his apartment. There. Okay. That immediately told them, okay, I see what show I'm watching now. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, had no had no distinguishing characteristics, no f real funny lines, um, anything. Wow. I just was a black guy who wore glasses. Was that honestly for a comedic actor? Mm-hmm. I mean, you do more than just comedy, but for a comedic act, was that tough just to be that dude, just come in just to say a um, line without? Yeah, I mean, on a certain level, but I mean, like, if it weren't working with George Carlin every day, yeah, then yeah, I would have been mad. Wow. I would have been mad as hell. But I'm like, I'm just so happy to be here. I will, hey, they want to pay me, yeah, you know, recurring yeah. money to stand next to George and just absorb that genius. Wow. I'll take it. Fantastic! I hear some clink, I hear some muddling going. Oh, on I'm in the muddling. Background. He's muddling. Uh, and are you a muddle? Oh, I, wait, that's muggle. Sorry. Yeah, that's, a, that's a it's different. very different. Oh, I'm it, very magical. So then, did you immediately move from that to mad, or was that uh, some uh, um, time in between? There, I think that was like '92, maybe. And, and um, mad was when '95. So you had three years of just sitting in your room by yourself, not doing nothing. No, no. Well, I was, oh, well where, did, where did Pulp Fiction fall in there? Pulp Fiction uh, came out, we shot in 93, came out in 94. So that was right before Mad. Got wow. It. And the, here's the cool part about that for me. There were, you were at the, were you at the Groundlings at that time yeah, doing yeah. comedy? I'd started um, Groundlings in 88, 89, somewhere around there. And did they see you there or did you just audition for that role? Separately, Mart Martin was your, your oh 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 Pulp Fiction for Pulp Fiction. Well, actually, I met Quentin because we did the gas show. He was the celebrity guest in the, the Cooking gas with Gas show? show. Wow! And I was in the cast. He was doing improv comedy with you. Well, he was friends with Julia Sweeney. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Julia invited him to be the guest in the show. He was actually really good. He was really funny. And you met him there, but did he cast you from there, or did you then audition? And he goes, well, oh, then, I remember that guy. Well, the, it's funny, because I heard this story later. The woman casting Pulp Fiction was a woman named Ronnie Yeskel, who had cast me early in my career on a small part on L.A. Law. And when they came time to cast Marvin, um, she said, there's this great young actor you, who'd be good for this. we got to bring his name, uh, Phil Lamar. And Quinn's like, yeah, 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 that's great. But there's this black guy at the Groundlings. Oh, that's you got to find him. He's he's somebody I think would be really perfect for this. Wow. So I was competing with myself. Wow. <laughs> when you compete with yourself, Elliot, and yep. you, I know this from your book. Yeah. You can't lose. <laughs> but right? you can't so win. And you can't win. That's true. I'm you, caught yeah. in a horrible limbo all yeah. the time. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So <clears throat> you went from that Carlin show, then you did Pulp Fiction mm -hmm. before. Mad right. TV hit. Yeah, basically, like I, I was making my living as an actor right around '92. Wow. Um, and I remember because the the single most like j greatest joy I ever felt, and this shows you where where my head is, Mister Pragmatic, was I got booked on an episode of The Royal Family, mm -hmm. starring Red Fox and uh -huh, Della Reese. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm a member. And that allowed me to make my uh, health insurance that year. Wow. And I was just like, I, I, was, I sent flowers to my agent. Wow, man. Because I was so excited. Wow. And basically that marked the point about where, from that point on, I've always just made my living just from 
some kind of amalgamation of performance. Wow. And when did, in that, so when I first saw Mad TV, I was living in Georgia. I saw that show and I went, this, this is it. Oh, you about to shake it up? I'm about to shake. Shake it. Get turbulent. Get turbulent. Oh, double fist Are you guys going to be okay with a non-alcoholic drink? You're going to have like withdrawals Believe me, or Believe me oh, no. we need a we're, non-alcoholic we're, we're, Yeah, drink. we're fine. We're good. So uh, earlier today, we recorded a, uh, an episode with, with Great Lyle. Oh, and, she'll, get, and, she'll make a and, she'll make and a we drink. And we made a boozy drink. And, uh, and then I ruined her boozy drink by adding bitters into it, which she didn't like. Oh, no. And so Gary drank it. So he was totally... So, yeah. I went for a walk. <laughs> I've had some food. Did and you liquids. did you wet yourself? I, I I don't. Someone wet me. I'm not saying it was me, but yeah, I came back wet. Uh, uh George Carlin. Right. Then um, Carlin. Uh, then Pulp Fiction, and then it's it's funny because that fall or no that spring, I did a pilot that I was convinced was going to pilot for Fox. I was convinced was going to go. This is my ticket. We on the new Barney Miller. I am set. And it was like Carlos Mencia's like seventh pilot at that point. Um, But the script looked really funny. It was a great fun character for me and everything. And I was convinced I was set. And then the call came in for this sketch thing. Like by that point, I wasn't doing the main show at the Groundlings. Uh Because they have, you know, every Friday, Saturday show. And a lot of people come to see the talent there. SNL, you know, scouts will come and see that. Mad TV scouts came and saw the the cast at the Groundlings at the time. I wasn't there. Oh man! Um, but I got called in to audition, and I was like, "I've already got a show." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, why don't you just go in? They understand you'll be in second position." I'm like, "Fine, whatever." <laughs> and it was hilarious because there were people like I saw some people I knew from the Groundlings and stuff. People with like duffel bags full of wigs and Whoa. like props, you know, like because you had to you had to do three minutes right. of characters and impressions, you know, just like and be, people were putting together acts. Yeah, you know, not me. I came in. I was like Janine Garofalo on a day off. I had shit written down on a you know notepad, you know, and I was just like, all right, You're reading your stuff. Yeah, it's like okay, oh hey. All right, mm, all right. Why don't I start with this one? Do you remember <laughs> any of the uh, characters that you read read for them that day? Uh, I know I did uh, my UPS guy character. I think. Wow. Uh, I might have done Sidney Poitier because people still knew who he was back then. Yeah. Because um, I had to do some impressions. Uh, do people not know who Sidney Poitier is now. Ask somebody under twenty-seven. Uh, I, don't, I don't talk to anybody under twenty-seven <laughs> except, except, for, except for my children. Ask so, your children. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. Um, uh, I don't remember exactly. You know, so, it was a bunch of... But I know I did the UPS guy. That was probably the only thing that so, lasted. So with that UPS dude, does that mean that they then owned that character? Since it, you brought it in, mm-hmm. but then they wrote it into the show. Like, that was one of your right. recurring characters on Mad TV. Well, what happened was there were two uh, levels. There was characters that were created while you were on the show. Anything you had created mm-hmm. previous there was a different contract uh, so it was kind of a carve out yes. for those characters you already had and you created. maintained the theatrical or I mean not, like the theater rights to that character and like what the, remember oh, okay. at the beginning of the show they had you like list 
all of your previous characters. Uh-huh. And we all like run around to each other. It's like making stuff up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did one that was kind of like, it's like, I don't, shit, I haven't written, written it out yet. Just having it like, a uh, snazzy guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're just like anybody who talks, man. <laughs> wow. And now, with the other things you said, like you played a character in the Mencia show and a character in the other show. This was the first time that you got to do multiple other than live at the Groundlings. Right, right. Is that the first time where you got to do multiple characters doing? Yeah, because, I mean, there really wasn't a lot of sketch. Yeah. Certainly not on network. Yeah. You know, back in 95. Yeah. You know, um, if it, had the Dana Carvey show been on yet? I'm not sure if that was on yet. Mm-hmm. I think that was. I think that might have been after us. Um, but no, there was SNL and everybody was convinced that SNL was dead. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it, as it was, they are today. Exactly. Except, except for politics. Politics is the only thing right now that makes people think, yeah, SNL can still stick around because before Trump got big again, it looked like, a, oh, it's waning again. It's probably right, going to right. be gone, but it keeps saving it. Yeah, it's funny because they, I mean, they, the show works. It's just like the most amazing formula, but they, they got some funny sketches. Did you yeah. ever see the... Uh, the rappers in uh, the, in the Donald Glover episode. I didn't. I didn't see the Glover episode. Oh, I didn't see it. They did uh. a bunch of them where like these three rappers were in therapy. Oh no! And the one dude like would just never say anything except "Lambo." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. All right. Mad. T- oh uh, no. Uh, 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 wait, go ahead uh, and take your drink while. Yeah, Elliot yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. I'm gonna oh, sniff. Wait, how many of them can? How many do you make it? Oh. I did do That's a, a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. So it's very rustic. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So I decide. I usually I, I can make this one because if the whole shaker goes into your into your glass, okay. I had to make I had to make them. I'd make three 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 different three shakers. different shakers. Uh, do we need okay. to wait on that ginger beer you're pouring on top? No, I, pour, I, I already ginger beered you guys. Uh, I, let's toast it. Yeah. Phil Lamar toasting. Gary Anthony Elliott. Oh. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're married now. It's got a wonderful <laughs> nose feel. Again, we, we have a mint mm. situation going mm. on. I just thought it was the good Is the mint going up your nose? Yeah. That's okay. It won't hey, hurt you. delicious. Gotta, Isn't that some, nice? I got to get some mint action going up my nose here. What are you feeling with that drink, Phil Lamar? It's really good. That's excellent. Yeah. It's great. Where does it, where's it take you? Where does it take you, Phil? You're in a car. It's got you blindfolded. Well, I'm getting the... The citrusy uh, feel of uh, mm. Florida uh, yeah. in the spring. Are you getting the stand your ground feel of Florida? <laughs> yeah. the, uh, Gosh, I no. Take that hoodie off and oh, get out of my neighborhood. Skittles! <laughs> um, oh, my God. So, never mind. We'll go. We'll go yeah. um, and, There's the, no never mind on this show. But the mint yeah. is taking me back to my days in Morocco. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you. Uh... Well, it was like three days. Oh, still. <laughs> I just got back from Morocco with this mint. Three yeah. mint. Yep. Just Three now. Just, 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 I'm going to take I'm gonna, uh, group sip. Mm. Mm. I can't be angry with this. Very refreshing. No. So now look, this drink is un, is un, unstrained. If you, if that you, means you, there's, that's why you keep, I keep getting that's stuff That's why mouth. you keep getting bits. <laughs> you can strain it. It can be served strained. Like that, won't that ruin ice. it? No. It's just different. I, I don't want so, to strain because to me it's like I'm getting some uh, like dinner. In it's a little salad. It's yeah. a little bit. It's uh, a little a mint little salad. Go ahead, baby, drink your salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. Uh, this will cure you from your earlier from the earlier two cocktails. You had. I'm already I'm <laughs> actually already cured from that. But I am happy to know if I needed it, mm. it would be there for mm. me. 
Hey, Philly Phil, when did you switch over then, like, Mad TV? You had a, how, how many years? You had a huge I did the first five years on that. Holy crap. And, it, and it, could it, not wait to get out. Oh, really? You were done by then? Yeah. yeah you I t- mean, an hour, an, any hour show is work. It's a, it's a lot of work. And an hour of sketch comedy is real work. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, when you're doing, you know, our drama. Yeah. You got the story. You're just getting to the end of the story. You know, it's just got to make sense. It's got to work. Although, I always say to people that the reason comedy is harder than drama is because you got to hit a bullseye in comedy. Yeah. Like, nobody, yeah. nobody ever watched a dramatic scene and go, well, that didn't make me cry. That sucked. <laughs> you know, there's like a much wider yeah. target. It's yeah. Like, oh, I felt a lot. I felt so many things right, in that right. scene. But if a comedy, th- if somebody does something funny, you gotta and laugh. You do not laugh. You gotta laugh. They failed. Yeah. Wow. You know? So yeah, so five years, and you were like, I'm tired of making these people laugh. I mean, I'm tired of the pressure because you were had to create new stuff all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You well, did, yeah. You did an amazing Prince on there. That was not, oh, not nice. a Prince that most people ever <laughs> see as Prince. You took, you always took things to a different. It was a different level of a character that you always thought you knew on that oh, on that show. Yeah, no, I mean, just no, being real. That's really nice of you, Gary. I appreciate that. See, <laughs> nobody was seeing that. Everybody was seeing that. That right, loud. Like, oh, what? That, that, <laughs> right. Nobody was seeing that. I'm about to screw you with my voice box, <laughs> kind of Prince. You you finished that show? Were you already in the world of voiceover by then? Um, a little bit. Because we had done um, claymation pieces on the show mm-hmm. that Corky Quakenbush had uh, That's produced. That's not real. <laughs> that is, is that a real a, person's name. Elliot, while we're doing this, yeah. do you have time to Google that or drive no. to somebody's house to find out? <laughs> no. No. You're not even going to? No. You're yeah, just going to accept what he I'm said. I'm just going to accept it. I've heard the name. Okay. I thought it was Quakenbush. Is it Quakenbush? Um, is there a C that I'm just adding in there? There is no C. Then, then I, I added it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, let's uh, pretend right, that, right, that there's a guy named. <laughs> it, I'm doing it. Not, I'm looking it up. Quakenbush part. It's the Corky. Yeah, Corky. And the fact Corky, that Quakenbush. if your name is Quakenbush, you would saddle yourself with a Corky. Yeah, uh, there he is. There You're it is. going to accept it. But You're the thing is, he's he's an amazing guy, and I think he he's now teaching martial arts. Uh, there, the picture here uh, on his uh, on the Wikipedia is he, is he looks like he's wearing a gi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a worker in uh, Corey, Corey Quakenbush is a worker in American motion pictures and TV series in a wide variety of jobs, including camera work, writing, and production. One of his specialties is stop motion animation. Yep. So he was doing all the stop motion yeah. on that show. Yeah. And you were doing you were providing some of the voices. Well, the yeah, they motion. had the the cast uh, do the voices for all the animated bits because uh, we were already paid for the episodes. Yep. Well, they already paid, so we ain't gonna pay somebody else. So it doesn't matter how many things you create for that episode, you get in that. Flat rate, flat rate. Episode. Wow, mm-hmm. episode fee, and um, and some of them were really, really funny. Mm-hmm. We had some, we had some really talented writers and an amazing, you know, cast on there too. But yeah, it was just uh, a tough, tough slog uh, production wise, mm-hmm. um, and didn't run smoothly. Um, so by and also, I realized just for me, sketch comedy, I wasn't gonna be an Adam Sandler. Mm. You know, this is what I figured. I'm like, I, I don't have what it takes to launch myself from you know this world i need to get out of this world and into like i'm an actor you know yeah. 
I needed to. I'm I'm more Phil Hartman than Adam Sandler. But here's the 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 uh, weird thing about that. Like you saying, you're not going to be an Adam Sandler, but you, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. funny man in his own right. Oh yeah. He's not doing the kind of thing you do. You you create very different characters, as opposed to Adam Sandler is always Adam Sandler doing a thing. exactly. But see, that's the key to launching yourself in sketch comedy and. And it was before the term branding was used. Um, and Nicole Sullivan knew it. Mm-hmm. At least, I don't even know if she knew it consciously. But, like, Nicole played a bunch of characters. Every character she played was blonde. Uh-huh. Even if she had to put on a wig, she put on a blonde wig. Wow. And the same way that Adam Sandler was like, every character was somebody with a weird voice and a different kind of hat. You know? <laughs> but what that does is, it, it gives the audience and producers... A hook, a right, weird right, right. And a hat. You know, yeah. so they give it gives them something uh. that they can latch onto yeah. and know. Oh, when we hire this person, we're gonna get a weird that. And a hat. Because most of us in sketch comedy, we're like every single sketch, you're a different person. Like, who the fuck was that? Yeah, you know, you don't get a movie deal like that. Yeah, right. You I mean, have, because you can look at some of your old characters. You could look at UPS guy is you, but you could look at your old Prince thing and not know that that's Phil Lamar. Easy. Right, or so. uh, we used to do uh, Funky Walker, Dirty Talker. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Where I looked, actually, I, I basically look the age I am now. But I had like, uh, you know, gray, yeah. ha- great hair, receded hairline, the you know, full facial hair. Um, and that was fun. That was actually a sketch that one of the writers handed to me um, the end of a season. And I said, fuck you, this racist bull- black man dancing around and sticking his butt out, fuck you. <laughs> and then over the summer... I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, that actually is funny. Yeah. And I came back to it, and I'm like, hey, you remember that sketch? He's like, no, you were right, that was dumb. It was just one joke. I'm like, no, no, I think it, and then I had to convince him oh, wow. that it was funny. Or maybe he was working on the two-year plan, like, next year. <laughs> I got Phil next year with this racist thing. He's going to go home and realize, not and not think about how racist he is. <laughs> So once you leave there, do you immediately go into the voice? What? How did you stumble into it, other than the claymation? Like, well, I was, was doing your... a little bit of voiceover. I think uh, Weekenders had started. Um, had we done uh, Futurama yet? I feel like Futurama began production before I finished uh, work on Mad TV. Futurama started production in '98. Yeah, because. Yeah. Elliot, yeah, because I, I, I worked on that show. Yeah. I worked on the first 72 episodes of that show. There you go. Yep. And so. now, now you guys are saying, when I was saying save it, yeah, because you were talking about a character from Futurama that made a little change? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so uh, everybody knows that Phil played Hermes. Hermes uh, Conrad, yeah. certified bureaucrat. Yeah, and uh, but before Hermes was Hermes, Hermes was Dexter. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember seeing those early those first model sheets, and that was what I I and I was my job. I was putting names on model sheets, and uh, and and Dexter was 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 the one. Yeah, he basically and looked the same. Still had the, like, the, the same, little yeah, dreads. Looked, yeah, and the little didn't belly. change. Yeah, character design right. didn't change. It was all in the the voice and yeah. you know his background. Cause so, because he, he wasn't you, originally Jamaican. So you make did you make him Jamaican or did someone else? No, we did like. Three episodes and the character just wasn't clicking, wasn't uh-huh. really working. And uh, after one of the table reads, Matt Groening came up to me in the hallway. He's like, "Say, Phil, can you do a Jamaican accent?" And when you know, you know when a character isn't working. Yeah. And when people start making suggestions of how to change a character, yeah, 
The answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, or, the answer is get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Get me the other black dude. Right. It's get funny. I, so I don't really like I remember so I remember because I, I don't think I heard the Dexter voice at all. Like, no. I don't think that ever made it into the studio. So, yeah, or at least I don't, you know, it certainly didn't make it to my desk. But then I just remembered, oh, okay, well, we're changing the character's name. So you got to right. fix it on all the models. Well, I think the name, the name change came earlier. Did it? It may have, yeah. Yeah, because I think by the time we um, got, I think it might have even been before the, like when I auditioned, it was Dexter. Yeah. And I remember early on, Matt talking about, it's like, yeah, I realize I got too many characters whose names end in E-R. Oh, Homer, huh. Bender, oh. Dexter. Oh, wow. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. Although, That's you... why he makes the billions. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see the joke they did in the Futurama Simpsons crossover? I did not. Where they had somebody draw Bender and then draw Homer over Bender. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like in the oh outline matches. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's so it amazing. wasn't just the ER thing. Right. Yeah, You're just I making that same care. Well, if you look back at even yeah. old Hanna-Barbera, right? They mm. all had that same mouth. From oh, Flint yeah. Flintstone mm. to Yogi Bear. Like, it's that, yeah. that yeah. style of it. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, TV is a, in large part about recognizability. Yeah. Comfortability. What Like, people, you know, obviously, as audiences become more sophisticated nowadays, they watch so much stuff. They can pick up on the differences more and they want yeah. more different stuff. Right. But obviously, you know, but still people want stuff they recognize. Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. how many people come up to me and say, I've watched every episode of Futurama eight times. Like, why? Yeah. There's <laughs> other things on the watch. <laughs> yeah. You can watch your neighbors. Just open your window and look at your neighbors do stuff. You don't have to watch right. the same Well, thing but see, a lot times. of them say, I have it on while I'm doing other things. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, background. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I will say that I love an I love animation, and it does. The shows I like bring me comfort for sure. Like I want to watch them and laugh at them, but if I had to be doing something else in the background, I'm definitely happy that it's on. Right. Running back. How there. did you first get into animation? Uh, animation. Oh, I got into uh, I got into voiceover. I had moved here. Uh, buddy told me to take my demo to somebody. I took it. They didn't want me. I was on stage doing improv. Mm. A lady saw me, said, "Let me take your, um, let me take your demo to my agency." I was like, "They don't want me." <laughs> uh, and it's an old thing. She said, "I'll try." And it was ICM. Okay. And I uh, took it there. They called me in, and hired me. I got into voiceover altogether because my friend Tommy Futch. We did an improv show together. Right. He heard me rapping once and like, hey, I wrote some McDonald's commercials. Come in and rap on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you got in through rapping very, very initially. I actually did, yeah. Because I was going to ask if you were, if you sang at all in that show that the woman, the, the woman who took your demo in saw. Uh, I did sing. I did all kinds of stuff. But I got in, I got into voiceover, voiceover through Tommy Futch and rapping in mm-hmm. a McDonald's spot. Interesting. Was was Futurama? That wasn't your first. Yeah, but it wasn't, was it? it wasn't that big at the time. I mean, wow, actually, I think sure. I had done a, a Saturday morning show. I think Weekenders was actually technically I remember before. remember Weekenders. I can't remember that. It was uh, ABC's One Saturday Morning. It was mm. this show a guy named Doug Langdale created, and it was about four kids, and it only was on the – it was actually in some ways a precursor to Phineas and Ferb because Phineas and Ferb only covers their summer. Right, right. Weekenders only covered their weekend. Okay. Huh. And – I think the the unspoken subtext was the the one or more of the kids were from broken homes 
And so they were only together when they were oh. at that parent's oh. house. Oh, 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 oh. They would not unspeak that subtext now. Now that no. would be the thing. Like, right. Hey, that would be the hook. Yeah, yeah. that would be the hook. Welcome to Latchkey Land. <laughs> is, is, uh, since it was your first at Hermes, is that your favorite still of all your animation characters? Um, I mean, I was just watching TV last night trying not to watch anything with Phil on it. And then Samurai Jack was on. Oh. So, ah. Damn it. Damn it. But you're on pretty much everything. But uh, is, is that Hermes character your fave or no? Um, no. Actually, it's weird. Somebody asked me this the other day. What's your favorite character? And... And I think this answer stands up. My favorite is my next one. Hmm. I wonder what his next one will be. I don't know. Exactly. Because yeah. it'll mean that I, I got another job. Yep. It'll mean I've got another chance to create something. And pay for your kid's college. Right. And, uh, and it'll mean I'm still doing it. Right. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean, it's hard for me to pick a favorite of the ones I've done, mm-hmm. which, which I understand shows how fortunate I am. I mean, I've worked with, you know, amazing, amazing creators. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gendy Tartakovsky, Matt Groening, Seth MacFarlane. I mean, some of, like, the most amazing yeah. I mean, creators in, in animation. In our yeah. modern times, they are they are the top, they're top notch yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and arguably in all times. I mean, if you, if you want to set Matt up against, you know, well, Walt Disney, at least Matt's not a Nazi. Um... That we know. <laughs> that we know. Well, I mean, Matt created something that is still going 30 years later. Yeah. I mean, so, he's, he's, he has 45 years more to catch up to Walt. Yes. Right, right. But, but, I, but, mean, that's a, I mean, that's the longest running TV show impressive. on television. Yeah. I mean, of any kind of TV show. Yeah. And it's still good. Yeah. Like, if I tune over there, it's still going to be good. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's good. It, I, at this point, it feels to me kind of like putting on a comfortable old sweatshirt. Right, like I know it's going to be good. Yeah, I know I'm going to laugh. I know I, you know, but it's com- it's comfort food. Yeah, I mean, right. which is not to say that it's you know, which is not a bad thing at all. No, well, no, but, but that's the thing you can't yeah. you can't divorce yourself from your memories and associations right. with a show. Right. Yeah, I mean that's the nature of television. With film, I think there's a little bit of that, but not as much. You you have memories of the summer I saw meatballs, uh-huh. you know, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but. It's not that it's not comfortable. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go huddle up and watch meatballs. Yeah. Right. Although now you can. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know? But you get and in what you're saying, you get to you have evolved with those characters. Yeah. Like right. yeah. Actually, growing up and changing with those guys. Well, I mean, look, I I remember I had bought a bootleg Bart Simpson shirt <laughs> when I was when I was a freshman in college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that was 1988. And uh, that was still and, Cowabunga time. And it, it, right. I'm pretty sure it said Cowabunga yeah. dude on the shirt, yeah. and and it had a uh, uh, Ithaca College logo uh, somebody had drawn onto Bart's shirt. Oh, that's and funny. so you know, and I had that. Uh, it's gone now, but yeah. it, it it disintegrated somewhere over the last you know 30 years. But uh, which is amazing because I'm only 30. Yeah. So I don't uh, in the womb. Yeah. You got that shirt yeah, in the yeah. womb. Yeah, in the womb. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, it was popular right away, and then yeah. so, but it's still going, and here, here I am, you know, and I'm 48 years old, yeah. and it's like, well, wow. Well, and that's what's so interesting about Futurama, yeah, is that it wasn't as popular right away. Right, that is totally true. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, you remember? And, and, yeah, and 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 we were all expecting that it was going to be the next big, the next mm-hmm. big thing, and. Uh, 
and I, I remember uh, just kind of this general frustration that I think everybody had with with the network because yeah. it was on. I think it was it was on on a Sunday, Sunday mm-hmm. nights, mm-hmm. and but not uh, but, after the but, Simpsons. But not after the Simpsons. It was before the Simpsons. They had it on. It was, before, it was before King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was before King of the Hill, and then they and it frequently got preempted for football. Yep. And so we thought, oh, we're just getting killed by you know by by these football games running long, right. and so nobody so nobody's watching. And so, yeah. I mean, we still look. I mean, we still got seventy-two episodes out of the original run, and then, and then, and and it was. I think it seemed to me anyway, like the DVD sales and like the just like the the no, fan the, reaction. The, the to audience it brought just it back. Really to brought life. it back. Kind of like no, it was. You know, like, I mean, yeah. and actually, the audience was there initially. I mean, yeah. have you ever heard the the theory? No, no, I don't know. Maybe I have that. Matt at Fox in nineteen ninety eight was. The 800-pound gorilla. Yeah. He had built the network. Mm-hmm. Everybody in a position of power at that time could not take anywhere near as much credit for their own jobs as him. Mm-hmm. And they knew they could not give the Simpsons notes. You know, I have heard this, and they couldn't give Futurama notes either. No, they could. Oh. But, because it was new. Right, but I don't think he took them. <laughs> well, he yeah. didn't have to, but they right. could. But now they could at least give them. Uh, and actually, they did. They did take some notes. Like yeah. after the first uh, table read for the pilot, they made us recast. Huh? Who got really? Yes, Billy was wow. not originally Fry. Really? Wow. I don't. The original that. Fry was Charlie Schlatter. Oh, really? I do remember that. And, I do. And the remember original that. Leela was Nicole Sullivan. <laughs> I remember really? that too. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! I had put I had, I had forgotten over the years. Yeah, it's I mean, a long episode. Well, because the, the changes, it's yeah. not like the changes made the show well, worse. Right, right. No, you it know, made the show and it's better. funny because yeah. at the time they brought in Katie Segal as Leela, and you're like, oh, that's obviously just to make the network happy because they took one of the stars sure. of their other shows. You right. know, that's the thing that Disney Channel does in their animated shows constantly. Right. But Katie's amazing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it also. What they did was they didn't just stick her in. They rewrote the character. It's like, oh, she's got a more solid voice. Let's switch it up. Because originally Amy was, a, was more butch. And Leela was a little more, you know, oh, matched wow. up yeah. with Fry. Wow. So they made her a little stronger. Yeah. A little more kick-ass. Yeah. And, you know, had Lauren Tom, you know, sort of lighten up with, with Amy and... You know, and it actually, it's it, some weird way, made the show better. No, I, well, it's totally I love defined that the characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that dynamic now. Like that, that switch. That was definitely a switch that worked. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't. I mean, I can't imagine the show any other way. I mean, you can't imagine. Yeah, you know, like like that relationship between Fry and Leela, and that you know the way that right. it developed. Or if Leela was a little more flighty. Yeah. Like. No, yeah. they know they would be like the same beat. Yeah. As opposed to Leela being the solid one and Fry being kind of dumb, but she kind of likes him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. So Samurai Jack, that's another show that you did that also went away. Yeah. It was gone for, for 14 years. And then back. Yeah. How surprised were you when they said, hey, guess what? Um, well, well, I was real surprised because. Um, no, was, I said was, how surprised. <laughs> real. I need a scale. Real. Oh, you did say real. Okay, yeah. that is on the scale. That's on the scale. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because they announced it like cartoon, uh, Adult Swim announced it. <laughs> And that was the first I'd heard of anything. <laughs> so did you think wow. they've gotten somebody else? Yeah. Okay. Because I think four months earlier, they had rebooted Powerpuff Girls and right. replaced the entire cast. Well, they replaced all the women. The guys yes. they kept. That's, they replaced which was the women. really screwed yeah. up. Wow. Uh, so, but then you got, uh, uh-oh, crap. Well, then what I did was 
because um, I didn't have Gendy's number. So <laughs> I messaged his wife on Facebook. Wow. And I'm like, hey, I heard the show's coming <laughs> back. How you doing? What, 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 what's up? It's like, what? You know, here. And she gave me Gendy's number and I called him and he said, of course, yeah. But, you know, you never know with these things. No. You never know what pressure is being put on who from where. Right. You know? So right. how many seasons in the reboot have you guys It's no, now? It, well, it wasn't a reboot. What we it? just came back to complete the story. Wow. Okay. But so it was just no. one season. Okay. So, but they're still airing that season now because I was just watching it last night. Yeah. That, that's just, uh, they just started. Now, is it just the fifth season that they're re-airing? Or I they don't. they re-airing everything? No, I thought. I took it to be the new one I was watching last night. Oh. I oh, I don't. Ooh. Well, do you remember what what happened? In the I episode? do not. Because you were drinking. Because um, <laughs> Gary not. does some night drinking, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It ended on a cliffhanger. I can remember that. Because I tuned in late, like I said, and it was like, there you were. It ended on a cliffhanger of someone telling you that they were going to help you. Okay. It was like a big, like a serious... <laughs> Okay, then that was probably the new season then. Okay. Yeah, because the, the old season, almost all of the episodes, I'm trying to remember if there were any two-part episodes. The very beginning had two, had two parts. But by and large, it was, you know, it was 90, it was actually 2000 we put them on. Um, but everything had to be self-contained. Yeah. Mm. You, had, you, you couldn't do, okay. you know, story arcs on then Cartoon Network. Right, right, right. This right. is definitely 99, 2000. Yeah. It's like, we need to be able to air it whenever we want to, however we want to, in whatever order. Yeah. You can't, like, do storylines. Just start at the beginning, get to the end, yeah. and then have him come back to zero. It's such a cool look, though. That show oh, is yeah. such a cool Oh, that's beautiful. And I didn't, know that was, I didn't know that was you. I didn't know it. Oh, until, but, You know, I was already a fan of the show, and then I, oh, then I knew you, and then it was like, wow, let's fill him up. No, also, he show. was Santa Claus last year, by the way, on Ways. If you did, oh, I were, forgot to tell you. Have you checked your ways this, this summer? This, uh, this winter? Oh, no. What happened? They put Santa Claus back on. So on Waze, <laughs> yeah. you can ch- switch up the voices of who's giving you directions. Yeah. And Phil Lamar is... Look, Santa's black, y'all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but except he's not in this. He's Phil Lamar who can do... Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Turn right! <laughs> You've reached our destination! Yeah. And then have a nice Coca-Cola! <laughs> he tells us to have it. My Coke sale... It's, it's real, Santa. <laughs> this is Coca-Cola... Coca-Cola... Coca-Cola owns me. Yeah. That, oh, so it was it sponsored by Coke? Yes, oh, it really is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Phil, before Elliot asks you the questions from the people, oh, are you going to ask the questions from the people? Oh, I'm ready. I, oh. I, I do have a question, but I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I have a, my own question. Oh, before go you, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, my, my question was, uh, you know, you do on stage, mm-hmm. you do the voiceover, you do the on camera. Right. Do you have a fave of those, or is it more like your, hey, whichever is making me happy at the moment? Actually, you know what? I've found over these many years oh, Lord. that um, yo, yo, feel them all. Oh. that there is actually more in common across the mediums between really well-written projects made with creative people. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, Samurai Jack has more in common with Pulp Fiction than, mm. you know, than it has with the episode of Pound Puppies. Sure. I did. Sure. Like, 
the, there's something about it when you're working at that high level. Yeah. You know, with amazing whether it's on stage. You know, mm -hmm. the, the Pee Wee Herman show with Paul Rubens, who is like, I think a genius. Yeah. Just what he's able to accomplish. Oh, um, by the way, uh, in, if the audience doesn't know, in the new live. Pee Wee's Playhouse, you played Cowboy Curtis. I was Cowboy Curtis. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Because uh, apparently Larry couldn't fit in the chaps no more. Um, <laughs> but when they you could have bought him larger larger chaps. chaps. He could afford it. Um, but no, when you're working with really gifted, you know, people on well-written stuff, I mean, and you know this, the work you're doing is kind of the same. Like, whether it's on stage, whether it's on camera, it's like, gotcha. no, this this script is lifting me. My job is to now take it even farther. Whereas when you're working on something that's not that good, you know, it's, it's lifting blocks. Yeah. You know, whether it's on camera, on stage, or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, okay, Jesus, how do we get this, to make this watchable? Yeah. You know? Dig it. So, um, my, my favorite is stuff that's good. Yeah. I, okay. You know, I, I will accept that answer. I, I also will accept that answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tag you. All right. Tag. Okay. All right. So we have some questions uh, from the internet. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. So, is it stuff you just made up from the internet? No, or? no. These are from, from uh, real uh, robot people, I guess. Uh, on, on <laughs> real Russians. On, real Russians on, it's, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> so uh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. so uh, Gary put a uh, uh, put a little thing up on uh, Instagram, said that uh, oh. we're going to chit-chat. In uh, one hour, and, we're chit-chatting. Yep, yep. And so, uh, and he said, what's your question uh, for this icon of gratitude? And so uh, AndyM.FX on Instagram. Ah! Classic, uh, asks, classic MDM. Yep, yep, this is a classic question from him. Are there any of your characters that you think deserves more love? Oh. Hmm. Um, let's see. I'm, I don't know. I, 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 the, the ones that get mentioned, I mean, there are some that get mentioned less than others. Um, I do think Carver from Weekenders. Carver Descartes. He was like a young kid who was real into shoes. Um, <laughs> I think that's, you know, it's funny because there's like ones that are very well known, like Samurai Jack and Green Lantern from Justice League yeah. and Hermes from Futurama. And then there's like a, a lower tier of stuff where people are convinced they're the only ones who remember the characters. Wow. <laughs> you know, like uh, there's a, on the show Jimmy Neutron, I did a character named Bolby Stroganovsky. <laughs> Wow. And most people won't even mention it, but the people who do will lose their oh, minds. I that's that's the, that's the, oh, by the way, you don't yeah. know this, but Phil took a job from me once. <laughs> really? Yeah. And yet he's sitting here today. That's, yeah. th that's because the reason I was able to take the job no, was no. because Gary had a much better paying job uh, already. No, but uh, I, okay. I had a cool job on that original. It was the original Star Wars Cartoon Clone they did, right? Clone yeah. Wars. Oh, the original oh. one. I had a lead character on there. Uh, Not quite a lead. It was a lead when I had it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most important character on the Clone Wars. Uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. It, it was the war itself. Yeah, it, I, I played the war on Clone Wars. <laughs> and then I, I couldn't do it anymore. Like They were like, you got to be here when the guys come down and... Like, yeah. Oh no, guys! Because you were doing. Um, I was doing Boston, Boston, legal. Boston legal. Oh, okay. And they couldn't work out the schedule. Ah. Uh, you know what? What was the character? Was it? I throw that stuff away. I don't know. <laughs> I 
I don't know. Gary was the original voice of Jedi Kit Fisto. Oh, wow. I, yes. I don't, I don't Gary remember. was a Jedi master. Wow. I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bitter. And not, he's not, not, he's not crying at all. No, no, not yeah. at all. Um, okay, so yeah, all right, here's, a, here's the question that I was going to ask. So obviously everybody loves you know John Stewart, Green Lantern. Well, so, thank you very much. I'm a big comic book guy. Um, oh, yeah, I, 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 I've known this from the from the social medias. Um, I didn't yeah. say nerd. <laughs> I heard. No, it. I was eating candies and I was trying to identify the type of candy I was. Oh, 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 Gary, oh sure. Gary always I, says the name of the candy before he eats. Right. It. Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. It's a little it, strange quirk that he does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you, but you, but so John Stewart's not the only superhero you played. No. Right. So who, who, uh, who? What other? What other costume? characters in the superhero world um well uh before john stewart i played uh static okay uh, on uh, static shock which was another saturday which was a saturday morning show yep um since then um i've played uh wonder man on uh avengers Avengers and um jarvis uh who's not really i guess a hero and then i was also Mm. gambit chair on wolverine and x-men oh and I actually, this this is when I stopped reading uh, internet comments. Uh-oh. Someone on IMDb Uh-oh. said, made him sound all black. <laughs> he complained that my gambit sounds too black. All black. <laughs> so it's dumb. Like, you, so you motherfucker, I've never heard a Cajun accent. Clearly. But, but you did say this to me recently because you were in the, uh, what's that family and they all have the powers. and Oh, the Incredibles. the Incredibles. The Incredibles. This dude's in it, Phil Lamar. Oh, no kidding. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's another superhero. And I said, uh, I, I was talking about how amazing his work was in it. Like, fantastic. And he goes... Yeah, you said something about just playing across racial lines to me. He's like, yeah, it, it was like, yeah, because it was not. You did a, a couple of different characters in there. You right, did right, right. One main character, and then you did some other. Yeah, yeah, smaller I did, voices, yeah. I right? did. I did Krauschauer, who is the big German guy who is you know, you know, made you know, black. Yeah. But I also did electrics, yeah. you know, who's the guy with the electrical powers, because yeah. I did things electrically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was that whole, whatever it was, the phrasing you said to me, but it was the importance of not just pigeonhole it into a black character like that. Right, when you right. have a voice like yours, then like, don't just be black. Like that guy told you, man, you made him sound all oh, black. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, for me, it's been just about survival. Because if I can only sound one way yeah then uh, that limits the number of characters i can even just audition for sure Mm -hmm. and the thing is you ain't even gonna get everything you audition for right right so i'm trying to widen the pool as much as possible for you know the opportunities that i can try for because you get 98 percent of what you audition for so you just need to (laughs) get those other two percent i wish 98 percent lamar well but also the interesting thing about uh voiceover is even if you've been doing it forever, and even if you've done, you know, iconic characters, you still have to audition. Yeah, yeah, because they can't hire you based on your old work. Yeah, you know, it's not like being a movie star. It's like, well, have Tom do his Tom Cruise thing in our movie. Right, you know, right. Yeah, he was a spy in that one. He'll be a lawyer in ours. Right. You do. You do you know, have you to audition. Voice. Yeah. yeah, you do have to audition, but at your level. You're on the top of that those that list of people they're going to call. Like you uh-huh. are. More likely to get called in than somebody else just starting out. Not necessarily. 
because 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 remember they're you know what they're doing is they're just sending in hundreds of files I'll of everybody yeah. auditioning yeah. i'll fix it like hopefully somebody will see my name on the file and go oh and listen to that first maybe yeah you know if that's not happening i'm gonna fix you're it. <laughs> yeah that's that's ridiculous because that's your other podcast gary fixes hollywood gary right fixes hollywood yeah gfh <laughs> all right next question from uh also from uh, instagram from uh vegan is super hot um <laughs> what is the hardest thing you feel women uh, women of color have to deal with in comedy wow. and she says i love his work thank you for everything you've given the world wow wow that's Please, very sweet. As, wow. as a black woman or a woman of color, <laughs> I don't want to just say black. You can be Latin, any color. As a black woman, Phil, or a woman of color, what do you think is the hardest thing for you? Well, it is it is weird that she asked me what I think women of color have to deal with, but I actually have very strong feelings about that. Okay, because uh, when I was coming up, um, I went to New York, um, went to Chicago, and took classes at Improv Olympic and Second City, and got a you know a a taste of Chicago improv in Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, plus, you know, what, uh, you know, I was dealing with just in general. And then I came back home to LA and started taking classes with the groundlings. And I was so amazed and relieved to find basically gender equity for the first time in comedy at the groundlings. Wow. And I'm not sure why it was there. It, I feel like part of it was, that the comedy at the Groundlings was character-based, mm-hmm. and that was more in line with the way women are socialized in our society. It's like, well, you can play a character. That's more like acting. Whereas a lot of the things that we associate with comedy, ah, being loud and making a funny face, women are socialized not to do right. from a very early age. Sweet, sweet, sweet. No, 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 no. Don't make that face. It's ugly. You know, it's like, mm, why are you making the noise? Whereas when boys do it, ah, look at, do that for your grandma, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, I think, and I have definitely dealt with a lot of people in comedy, you know, men and women, weirdly, who think that intrinsically men are funnier than Ugh. women or that hmm. women are less funny than men. Uh, like there are people who really believe that. I don't understand it. No. I don't get it. Yeah. You I know? think we're in a room of three men who don't get that. Right. So, I mean, and when you're talking about people of color, you know, then it's a double, double whammy because you've got women of color and half the, you know, or more than half the world already thinks they're not funny because they're women. Right. And now if you're a woman of color, then people are going to think, even if you are funny, I'm just not going to get it. You know, because there's there's this thing that this assumption that if someone looks different than you, they're going to have different references. They're going to, you know, and it's weird because we at the Groundlings dealt with a big, big issue over the last few years. From the year 2000 to the year 2015, not a single person of any color was voted into the main company at the Groundlings. Wow. Wow. And what, what years did you say? 2000 what? to 2015. That's 15 years. of Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. And it's weird. And, you know, obviously the people in the company didn't notice because they got in. Right. You know? Right. And it wasn't until, I think actually it started with uh, somebody complaining about UCB. And, you know, and then people said, hey, wait a minute. It's not just UCB. And and then the Groundlings said, oh, shit. Why? Well, it's not. we, We didn't mean. We didn't. And you had to start analyzing. And there is... 
you know, some of it is unconscious, mm-hmm. you know, because comedy is a gut thing, you know, and people don't even realize that, you know, your biases are in your gut too. Yeah. You know, and when somebody comes up and somebody does that, you know, that, that Mindy Sterling, you know, Midwestern wife. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Mm-hmm. Because they understand it, they yeah. get it. It's part of their it's comedy. In there, their, right. Yeah, but when somebody come in there doing else, you know, doing a character that maybe you or I from our background might understand, like, mm-hmm. and what's yeah. she saying? I can't understand her. Right. You and know? well, I think, and then there's the the the, uh, the 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 question as you know, as the white guy at the table is like, well, am I supposed to laugh at that? You exactly. Know? Yeah. Well, well, that's, that, good, that's the sensitive that's white good, guy. That's yeah. right. The non-sensitive white guy's like. I don't get it. Yeah. Right. And because it doesn't trigger him in his gut, right. his, his, his thing is they're just not funny. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to they're making a reference I'm unfamiliar with, whereas the other thing is something I'm familiar with. Yeah. And that triggers, you know, because people don't generally think about their response to comedy. Yeah. No, yeah, you don't. I mean, it's, it's, a, gut, it's a gut reaction. You know? Yeah. There was a whole thing with Bernie Mac with that exact same thing where he was killing it in the hood, killing it, killing it, killing mm-hmm. it. They were going to try to give him his own TV show, but they were like, we don't know what he's talking about. We don't know what he's saying. And we literally it, can't understand his we, words. We have no idea what he's talking about. It was that same thing. It took him years before they realized, okay, mm-hmm. we might not totally get it, but a whole lot of other right. people. Well, then yeah. his show hits the air and goes through the roof. Right, yeah. right. Because obviously there's a whole bunch of people out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, this is obviously, this is still a problem that Hollywood's dealing with. You yeah. know, yeah. in that, in that, you know, it's like you've got a bunch of people who don't, you know, who have to realize that they need to look beyond themselves to, you know, uh, you know to broaden the experience. Because, yeah. you know, if you can, if you can, you know, speak to different audiences or if you can really broaden it out and speak to a lot of audiences all at once, then you, you know, then you, you, well, I mean, honestly, you make more money. Yeah. Well, but see, but this is, this is funny because I believe one of the benefits of the segmentation of the audience, because we don't have people watching 35 million people watching MASH every Monday night anymore. Right. You know, if you get 4 million people a week, your show's a hit. Yeah. But because the audiences are broken up and segmented, now you can have more different points of that, view. No, that's totally true. And that that yeah, you and know? you can you can you can focus your show more for the niche that you're going after. Exactly. Yeah. And no, that's that's totally true. And actually I think that's that's great because you know, yeah. you you know, obviously there's I think that's maybe what has led to so much great TV right now. Yes. Is yeah. that is that, you know, because you're not trying to make it for everybody. Right. So, I mean, you know, movies movies obviously a little bit different, you know. Well, and, they are trying and, to make them for everybody. And they are trying and to make especially them for in China. <laughs> yes, that is that is totally true. Too, uh, too many words, too many words. Uh, I'm going to move off of this subject, but I was just yesterday talking to someone about Tiffany Haddish had mm. bombed at a thing on New Year's Eve, her New Year's Eve show. Interesting. And she immediately came out and said, sorry, I bombed. I This should never happen again. Like she immediately... Wow. She knew it while she was on stage. She just started drinking with the audience. And, just <laughs> and, and she came out and said, sorry. So I'm talking to a couple of people about it. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, one white male and one female in this group when I was talking to them. And they both went, who's Tiffany Haddish? And, wow. and it was that thing of, 
She is maybe the biggest female voice in comedy right now, mm-hmm. or she's at least right up there. Yeah. But they hadn't, she hadn't hit their radar yet. Right. And um, someone else showed them a picture of her, and they both were like, no, wow. don't know her yet. But it's that thing of, you will, because she will cross over into right, their right. land. But she, as big as she is, like, because of right. her color, they don't know her yet. Like, well, and it, it's, yet. it is, it is color and also the nature of fame now in the 21st century there are people who are beatles level famous who i guarantee the three of us have never heard oh sure of. oh yeah no that's totally true yeah i went yeah. to a convention um and but who were, are the beatles though that <laughs> <laughs> was some white guys belong here um okay. and there were some youtube guys some youtube folks there yeah um and I met him backstage. I'm like, hey, you seem so nice. Yeah, it's great, great to meet you. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> and then I heard them say, oh, I got to go to my panel. Yeah. The entire place was like, I'm like, yeah. In the, in the <laughs> old world, in last century, yeah. Yeah. It, anyone who could amass that sort of audience reaction, even if you hadn't seen their stuff, you had heard of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. It's like, well, I never watched that, uh, you know, that, that fellow on this show there, on the Fox show. But, oh, George Carlin, I know of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the dirty one. Dirty one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but now you can have. Now that's totally true. Whole totally empires. Yeah. That none of the rest yeah. of us. It may have of. been like, uh, no, I was about to say vaudeville in television, but a lot of the old TV actors were vaudeville. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Although I think those white people you were talking to are just like a little, they, they're a little too white. Because Tiffany Hatch is on goddamn billboards. I I, I yeah. said that. I said she's in a movie. She was in that movie with Ike Barinholtz. I don't know how it turned out. It was a Thanksgiving movie. No, but, but she has been on billboards. She's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? It was like, is she the one from Empire? Yeah. No, yes. Boy. Yeah, I just say yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's the one from Empire. All right, I got another question. Uh, question it up. Uh, all right. Are we this one, this one, this one is from. Yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting close yeah, to the I end. Think but this may be maybe, the next maybe to the last. This next is the last. penultimate. All right. Question. This is from uh, also on uh, Instagram from OG uh, Pajamaism. <laughs> uh, yo, I don't have any questions, but I'm hype. I just okay. so oh, so got, so glad you read that one, Elliot. Oh, he got me. Yeah. He got, <laughs> he got, he got me. Because yeah, you, you read along at your I, I just read. I, yeah, wow. I, I That's only good read to know. one question at a time, yeah. or one word at a time. Yeah. I don't read to the end. Elliot does not read ahead. Nope. So, I'm yeah. going to remember that the next time you guys post something. I want to be surprised. <laughs> the beautiful thing about Spanish is they yeah. put the upside down question mark yeah. at the beginning <laughs> the, of the sentence. That's true. That way I know it's a question. I'm not surprised. Um, so, uh, all right. So, here, here we go. One, last last question. This yep. is actually a real question. Okay. I read ahead. Uh, this is from Mike Yo 320. 29 uh does your approach to finding the character change from stage to screen into the studio uh and then he has a comment love you as hermes and wish i could have seen you as the tin man oh, okay uh, so before he answers yeah. i saw him as the tin man ha! terrific work i was there i saw phil lamar as the tin man on stage so gary was i have there. that i have that over him all right and all i needed today to make myself feel good was to have something over someone. Over Mike Yo 329. I don't care who it was. I'm glad it was Mike Yo, though. You know, it could, you know what, though? I could be You're reading trying this to wrong. Take him down. It could be Mikey O 329. M-I-K- it could be Mikey. M-I-K-E-Y. M-I-K-E-Y. See, now that's interesting. Oh, is it Mikey O or is it Mike Yo? Oh. Yeah, that's what I don't know. 
We don't, I guess we'll, I never, guess we'll know. never know. We'll never know. All right, Mikey, if you hear this, or Mike, yo, if you hear this, <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. listen to this episode, please respond back to your question. Uh, you know, put a reply in there so we know whether you're Mike My- or Mikey. There you go. And your and the answer is, uh, yeah, it, it shifts uh, based on uh, who I'm working with mm. and how they like to work. You know, uh, some people, you know, obviously sometimes you're given a whole script, you know, like with a play, you get a whole script. Um, when you're working with animation, a lot of times you don't. Right. A lot of times you're just given maybe a drawing and a few lines and you have to, you know, start with your take on the character. And then usually it becomes collaborative. Like, okay, we like what you did there. Now come in, you know, meet with us. And then they start, you know, giving you their feedback. It's like, we like that. Can you make him a little more arrogant or whatever? And you make adjustments until it's the voice the creators, you know, hear in their heads. Um, Obviously with on-camera, you basically have to make your character choice. And, you know, how you look is how you look. And if they like that, you know, the combination of how you look and your choice, then you get the job. Right. And the choice is made. Mm-hmm. Good answer. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw the look on your face before you started answering, and it was a look of Phil's not going to have a good answer for this. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleased that I was wrong. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And guys, I got to be honest. Good show. Really good. Good, good show. show. You want to do it? Oh, yeah. Should I do it? Yeah. All right. So this, we've reached the time of the show where we ask our guest, mm-hmm. what do you got coming up? Where uh, oh. people can uh, watch you, hear you, see you, you know, all those things. Okay. And then uh, where can they find you on the social medias? Oh, shoo. I was afraid there was a... Oh, no. There was uh, a, a lot. He's like, we've reached the point in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you look up and you notice the razor sharp pendulum above your head. <laughs> oh. oh, no, that's next. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, you can reach me um, at Phil Lamar on uh, Instagram and Twitter. That's Phil Lamar, two L's in the middle, two R's at the end. Um, and as far as what's coming up, um, the main focus right now is um, our Goblins um, animated project. Um, this is something uh, my friend Matt King and Terrell Hunt um, and I put together. We crowdfunded last year, raised uh, about $250,000. Wow. Because um, we have this amazing cast. We've got uh, Billy West, uh, Maurice LaMarche, Matthew guys. Mercer, um, uh, Jennifer Hale, um, Jim Cummings. You know, really just Good incredible people. people. Yeah. And um, it's based on Terrell's webcomic, which is a set in a Dungeons and Dragons type world. But where the goblins, you know, the little monsters that you just sort of huck, hack their heads off to get some experience points so you can go into the big dungeon... The goblins say, we're tired of getting our asses kicked. And they decide to become adventurers so that they can become you know, stronger, gain weapons to defend their village. And so it's about a goblin adventuring party in a Dungeons and Dragons world. And That's fun. It's a lot of fun inside jokes. Um, and you guys did a little short piece on that too, right? Yeah. Well, for the, um, uh, for the crowdfunding, we did an animatic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim and Billy and Maurice um, and Matt lent their voices and um, and uh, Swampy Marsh's company um, oh, nice. uh, down in Venice. Um, 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 why am I blanking? Uh, uh, Surfer Jack. Sorry, sorry, Swampy. Surfer Jack um, worked with us to build the animatic for that, so we could show people, you know, a taste of what you're trying to do. It's so mm-hmm. hard to like 
sell a cartoon yeah. with nothing visual. That's very true. So now we we've raised the money and we've record done our first record. Nice. And we're going to make a full animated 5 minute, you know, basically a mini episode nice. of the show and then try to take that out and sell it cuz part of the problem is Terrell's designs are so cool and cute and but the show isn't right. like Smurfs. Right. And we're really afraid that people cuz we already, you know, taken it to people and get them like so what if there's one character that doesn't know anything about D&D &D and you just sort of explain the whole thing? I'm like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's great for a different different. Well, and, and we figure the more we bring to the table, you know, then we can say, hey, this is this amazing thing we got. You want to be part of it. Sure. As opposed to, hello, sir, would you please help us make yes. our dream yeah. come yep. to life? You know, yeah. you come begging as opposed to. You want to see some of this? And Terrell's got in a, you know this huge fan base. Yeah. You know, the Goblins comic. It started out as a hobby. It's now, you know, 10 years later, it's, it's his job. It's what wow. he does for a living. Uh, do you feel guilty that any of that 250000 isn't going to the wall? Or are you just going to... <laughs> nothing, nothing. You don't feel I, anything. No, because uh, my, <laughs> my... Terrell and his wife, Danielle, are Canadian. So we don't want a wall. Okay. We don't want a wall. Okay. Because we need them to be able to come back and forth Fair. freely. Because he does want the wall on the northern border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like he know, like he can tell which border is, is <laughs> which. He ain't no. He ain't no. <laughs> uh, Gary, okay. Yeah. So listen, we we recorded a show earlier today, right? And I asked. So y'all is drunk. So as you hell. should know. I'm mm -hmm. I'm I begging. I'm just hoping against hope that time. you that you had time, time to figure it out. Where can they find you? I swear the to you, listeners, I wish I had time. On, <laughs> On the, on, the on the social media, media yeah. yeah. I, 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 I swear to you, I wish I had time. But as soon as we recorded this, yep. mm -hmm. I went downstairs. I did some dishes. Yep. I walked in, got a, a soy chai latte. I walked it halfway with you. Yeah. yeah, well, you walk half. So you know I didn't have time at that, <laughs> that point. I guess, yeah. But I do know this. Yep. I have two names, at Gary Anthony Williams and at Gary A. Williams. Mm -hmm. One of those is Instagram and one is Twitter. And I just... I have Gary been A. Williams really is Twitter. busy. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, so, Twitter handles have to Twitter. be shorter. Okay. Mm. And then at Gary Anthony Williams is just a very longer Instagram. Well, there you go. It's just that simple. Well, and then uh, folks. How about you, though? Me? Oh, well, little old me you can find on Instagram oh. and on Twitter at Elliot Blake, E-L-L-I-O-T-B-L-A-K-E. -L -L -E. You can oh. follow uh, us, uh, the show, uh, on Twitter at Gary and Elliot. On Instagram, uh, we are day drinking with Gary and Elliot. Uh, I have a book out. Uh, yes, it's you do. Uh, called Create 100 Cocktails, a home bar guy's deep dive into the art of cocktail creation, which you can find uh, in print on Amazon.com. Uh, please buy a copy, buy two. You should. And uh, if you've been enjoying our podcast, uh, please go ahead and give it a rating on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. Uh, five stars if you're feeling generous. And uh, and I think I think that's everything. Oh, and if you want to if you want to email us, yep. If you have a question, if you yep. have a comment, yep. if you just want to tell us that we're great, yep. And but we're not, nothing beyond that. We're not. Uh, <laughs> just want to tell them that they're great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Day drinking with Gary and Elliot at gmail.com. Elliot, Gary. Phil Lamar. Thank you, Gary. guys. I needed you today more than I've needed anyone ever. <laughs> Thank you for being here with me, not just for myself, but for the, uh, I want to call it a country. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for your service. Oh, he, oh, did, hey. he did, he did uh, Barack Obama's. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you for joining us. And as always, remember today drink responsibly. responsibly.